Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I'm so excited to introduce and have on the podcast Erin Claire Jones, who uses human design to help thousands of individuals and companies step into their work and their lives as their truest selves and get to their highest potential. With work featured in Forbes, Mind Body Green, Well and Good, and Nylon, words shared on more than 100 podcasts, such as Almost 30, That's So Retrograde, Highest Self, and Chatty Broads, in conversations with crowds of hundreds around the world, Aaron's insights are highly sought after because they make human design pragmatic, tangible, accessible, and immediately applicable to everyday life. I love that. That's exactly why I reached out to you in the first place. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Erin. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So before we jump in, why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I, my name's Erin and I work with a system called human design. I know we'll talk more about it, but basically it's a a way of understanding yourself and kind of how you uniquely flow. And um, I've been working with human design for about six years now. It's been a wild and wonderful journey. Um, I was working in a bunch of different startups before I've always been kind of oriented towards how people can work best together. Um, And I live in upstate New York now with my partner. Awesome. I'm so excited to dig into this. I think I was saying to you when we got on the call that I actually pulled up my human design chart right before I got on the Zoom to connect with you because I've looked it up a million times and I've never actually like dug into it. And I'm so curious how it affects us and the way we run our business and grow our business because um, I'm always curious what's happening underneath everything that we're doing. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um So why don't you, can you give us maybe before we jump into each of the types, can you maybe give us a little bit more of um, like a background on like what human design is, like where it comes from, like give us a little bit of context. Yeah. So human design is a system based on your exact time, date, and place of birth that basically reveals your energetic blueprint. And what I mean by that is how you're wired to make decisions and work within teams and cultivate relationships and partner and parent and all the things. And I think more than anything else, it just reminds us that we're all meant to do things differently. And the more we kind of lean into that, the more flow we'll find. Um, It's very tactical. The information is not like super like jargony. I mean, it it can be, but it's very much like these are things that principles that you can really kind of integrate into your day-to-day pretty immediately. And I think that's why I fell in love with human design in terms of kind of how grounded and tactical it is. Um, The system itself has been around since 1987. Um, so a bit more than 30 years and it's a channeled system. And so basically that the founder who's no longer alive, his name was Ra Uhuru, who he was in Ibiza in 1987, had a very mystical experience where he was walking home one night and heard a voice. And the voice was like, basically it's time to work. And so for eight days and eight nights, 
he channeled the system, meaning he received all this information, and then spent the next 20 years building it out. And the way that he received it was very much that like human design is a system that kind of pulls together a lot of different amazing ancient and modern modalities from the I Ching, the Kabbalah, to the chakra system, to the quantum physics, to um, genetics, all the things that kind of give us that blueprint of how we operate at our best. And I think the last piece that I would just share is that because I know the origins are mystical, I also work with a lot of skeptics and a lot of teams. Mm. It's just that like human design is a tool. It's not a belief system. So I think my reminder for everyone always is to take what feels useful and supportive and leave the rest and know that this is very much meant to be a thing that empowers you and supports you and not one that kind of limits you in any way. Like human design is not meant to say that like you're this type and you can't do this. It's more like you're this type. And so this is how you can do it best. You know, we can all do whatever we like. Human design just kind of helps us tune into what the roadmap might look like for us. I love that. And I'm so glad that you said that because I feel like so much in personal development and discovering like your Enneagram and all that stuff can feel so overbearing and like, oh, I'm not yeah. meant to do this or I'm not meant to do that. And I just, I'm thankful and grateful for you to give that mention that like, this is just here to empower you, you know, totally good and let the rest go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had so many people come to me for sessions like, so-and-so said, I couldn't do this because I'm this type. I'm just like, if it's, it's never going to be like, you can't do this because of it's more like you can do this now, like using this roadmap because it's going to be look different for you than for others. But yeah, I mean, all these systems, they're meant to be empowering and supportive. And I really think that that's how they're designed to be best used in the world. I love that. Okay, great. Well, I guess I think as we were saying before we started that the best way to talk about this is maybe talking about the different, um, types of what's the right wording, the different types I guess, and, and how they might affect the way we run and grow our business, you know, since we're all trying to figure out how can we best optimize what we're doing um, Mm -hmm. for our own strengths. So all we can sort of just dive in from there. So I'll let you start it off. Perfect. Yeah. And I think it's such a powerful reminder because like, I have so many clients that like took a marketing course or business course from like a certain coach and like, they're trying to mimic the rubric they learn, but it's not working for them, you know, because it's just a reminder that like, it might look different for you, you know? And so I Mm -hmm. think that can feel really um, disappointing, but I think when we kind of really understand that it looks different for each of us, it's, it really is so much more empowering. So um, I know we'll probably have a link in the show notes, but you can look up your design at erinclairjones.com slash look up. And what we're going to talk about now is the type piece. And there are five different types in human design, projectors, generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, and reflectors. And the type is just the first piece. There's so much more underneath it, but it's a really essential piece because it helps us know how to use our energy best and also kind of how to create the most aligned opportunities in our lives. Um, So let's go ahead and start with the manifesting generators and generators. Writers. And you're a projector. So I'm definitely going to ask your experience when we talk projectors. So <laughs> manifesting generators and generators are very similar, but do definitely have some differences. So manifesting generators and generators are really here to be kind of the doers, the builders, the creators, the ones that really have the energy and the life force to kind of build and create and make things happen. An ideal day for both of these types might look like one where you wake up energized, you kind of use up your energy throughout the day, working on things and spending time with people that like genuinely light you up and excite you. And you kind of drop into bed satisfied and fulfilled and wake up energized. I think one of the biggest lessons for both of these types is around prioritizing your own excitement, your own satisfaction, your own joy, and seeing that not as a selfish thing, but actually as the thing that allows you to have the most positive impact in the world. 
one of the biggest lessons for both of these types is around boundaries. Because you both carry so much vitality and energy and life force, people can really want to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And not in a malicious way, they just sense you can make things happen. I think the work is to you know check in and see, am I genuinely lit up and excited? Because that's what I meant to say yes to, like nothing but that, um, or at least mostly that. And so I would just say in terms of running a business, before I kind of talk about the discrepancies, I would really just take inventory and ask yourself, what are the aspects of the business that I'm so lit up by, so excited, so energized by? Can I do more of those things? And what are the things that are the most depleting and draining and exhausting? Can I let any of those things go? You know, maybe the answer is not yet, but let me be aware of what those things are so I can let them go when it's time. Yeah. Um, I, I sat with a client last week who was like restarting an old business. And she's like, it really, like I was so burnt out last time, but I just realized I was trying to do everything. Like I really wasn't honing in on the pieces that really were the most satisfying to me. So it really is so important to kind of do that, whether it's immediately or in the future. Manifesting generators are often quite multi-passionate by nature. They often like having their energy in a lot of things at once. Their careers are not meant to look super linear. Like their work is to really honor what they have the energy for and give themselves permission to kind of keep pivoting and moving on. So I think having the flexibility in a business to kind of really pursue your different inspirations and ideas. And the gift is so much around moving fast as a manifesting generator. And so your gift might not be handling every single step along the way. So if you were to bring on support, I would say bring on people that can help you in the like um, specific kind of step-by-step process in a way that really supports you and kind of being in your powerful, creative and fast flow. Um, but I would also remind you, don't expect others to keep up with you because you might be quite disappointed. Your gift is being fast. I had a MG entrepreneur recently who she, she uh, went through six assistants and she was just like, I was like, what is going on? She's like, none of them can keep up. I was like, they're not meant to, you know, and it was just like <laughs> so powerful for her to actually like hire somebody in honor that they operated differently. Um, and then generators are really more about kind of mastery you know if you like having your energy in a lot of things at once i'll never tell you not to do it but there's such a kind of power um and going deep into something you know and really kind of enjoying the process but similarly you being lit up and excited is kind of your greatest guide that that's the right thing for you and the last piece that i would share about both these types is that your strategy in human design is about letting things come to you we call this waiting to respond so you're not designed to like sit at home and just like come up with an idea out of thin air you're designed to be out in the world being busy doing what you love and seeing a paying attention to what shows up in your world that sparks your gut. And once you get sparked and lit up, then you can go after that thing and make it happen. But you're kind of waiting for your gut to light up in response to something to actually know it's the right use of your energy. So in terms of clients, that could look like you're on Instagram and you see somebody you're like, they'd be amazing. I'm going to reach out, you know, or you're at a gathering, you see someone across the room that you feel open and expanded to, you go talk to them. Like you're just waiting for the things to show up that light you up um, instead of kind of like trying to just come up with something like out of thin air and from like a blank slate. Such a powerful thing to know that too, because it reminds me of like a proverb or a quote or whatever about like the fish thinking that they need to learn how to climb a tree and they'll always feel like a failure. And I feel like that might not even be close to it, but, <laughs> but the idea being that we think that we're supposed to do things a certain way. And especially what you just said is what's really resonating with me is this idea that, um, this type, if you are this type, your job is not to sit and figure it out out of thin air. It's to yeah. and immerse yourself. And so like, you're not doing anything wrong if you're not able to really find that inspiration by sitting at home. Um, totally. Like what a powerful thing to understand that like we just, we aren't all meant to get inspired in the same way. That's something totally. I've thought about before. 
Yeah. And also like the more lit up you are and the more you're kind of prioritizing your own satisfaction on a daily basis, the more magnetic you'll become, right. you know? And so it's like, so advantageous to be like, do the things that excite you, whether or not they're at, related to work at all, you know, and just right. like, no, that's pulling so much more towards you. And your job is to just keep your awareness open and pay attention. Yeah. I love that. Um, so then projectors, you know, projectors are very different than what I just shared. So you and I are both projectors and being a projector is around being not a consistent doer. Like your gift is not how much you can do and how hard you can work. It's really like in your perspective and how you see, you know, projectors are so innately wise about and sensitive to people. You know, this is makes them amazing guides, coaches, teachers, therapists, you know, their orientation is really towards the other and asking the right questions. And so it's so important to kind of collaborate and work with people that really treasure your perspective, invite you in to share where you're not kind of expected to be the doer all the time. I would say as a projector entrepreneur, one of my biggest lessons, I mean, I think that it's kind of actually consistent for all of us to not do everything, but to like really hone in on the asset of the business where I like offer the most value and find support on the rest. Like in my business, that looks like my job is like being really good at human design. And my partner really like handles all the operational and strategic stuff around that, you know, and that's been really powerful to kind of lean into that. Um, as a projector, our energy naturally ebbs and flows. So it's actually really good to build spaciousness into your days, you know, so you're not like putting the pressure to just like go, go, go all day long, but really giving yourself permission to kind of rest and slow down and know it only makes you better at what you do. Um and, you know, projectors work really well with people one-on-one. This is not the exclusive or like perfect expression of our energy, but there's such a gift that we have for making people feel deeply recognized and seen. Um, but I would also kind of explore, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, like if you have one-on-one offerings, also exploring offerings outside of that, that kind of allow you to scale and grow if that's what you want in a way that doesn't require you to work more hours, you know? And so kind of exploring ways of showing up that don't require you to kind of work more to grow more. Um, and then finally, you know, your strategy as a projector is waiting to be recognized and invited in. And the idea is because you bring such a unique energy and perspective to the table, it's so important to kind of work with clients and be intimate with partners that really treasure you, see you, invite you in, you know, and you don't need an invitation for everything. Like you don't need an invitation to start a podcast or to move to a new city. But I think when it comes to really sharing your gifts with people, like, and really working deeply with people, that's where that invitation piece is so key. And one thing I would share as an entrepreneur, especially is that so much of our job as projectors is to make ourselves visible and to let the world know that we exist so that the right invitations can come to us. And I know my first two years of running my human design business, I was like, no one can know. Like, I was just like, I'm just going to like pitch certain companies. And like, it just didn't work out well, you know? And I think that in the past, I don't know, three or four years in the second iteration, like I basically just made it my job to share on Instagram, on podcasts, in newsletters. And I just share on webinars and like, I just like share in a broad, authentic way and kind of let the right people come. And so I would explore as a projector, like how can you put yourself out there in a broader way so that the kind of the right invitations can be magnetized to you? I love that. And it's actually as a projector myself, um, it's really interesting to hear you talk about, especially that we have a natural ebb and flow of our energy and that there's a spaciousness that we really need. And we're not built to do, 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 because that has been a huge part of my journey in the last three years has been learning that for myself. And like, even today, granted, I'm nine months pregnant right now, 
But but even today, I just like was not feeling it. I just was not feeling work. I was not feeling like inspired. I was not feeling good sitting at my computer. And I laid on the couch for like an hour and a half and just like didn't do anything. And three, two, three years ago, I would have beat myself up for that because I'm not Mm. doing enough work. I'm not getting enough done, but I've done so much work around that. And it's interesting to think how, even for listeners, as you're listening to how maybe we're not even knowing our human design being pulled as we're doing that personal development and that healing work to be more and more who we were meant to be. And, you know, for me, I wasn't meant to be a go, 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 clearly a go, go, go kind of person. It doesn't feel good for me. So it's like a nice validation to hear you say that, that all this work I've been doing is really um, aligned with what I'm meant to do on the planet. And yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that you're tuned into and honoring that, you know, I think that that happens when we know ourselves well, you know, these things can Mm -hmm. come pretty naturally, but I think that it's a good point because, you know, one big lesson for me as a projector was that like, I used to feel like even rest had to be productive. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like, what am I going to learn? What course am I going to take? What podcast am I going to listen to? And it's like, but what if I do nothing, you know? And so I just like really giving yourself permission to kind of take very restorative, you know, not all rest is that. So really kind of allowing yourself permission to kind of really just do nothing and be deliberately unproductive. Yeah. I love that. I'm here for that. (laughs) Um, What a journey though, you know? And again, you can start to understand how useful this is not only on your own individual journey, but understanding your soon to be child, you know, Mm -hmm. your partner, your, if you have one, you know, your team, your collaborators, your family. Like, I think it just like reminds us how different we all are. And the more we kind of understand and honor how different the people around us are, the, you know, the easier it is, the more connected we feel. Um, But if like you're, you have a generator partner that is is expecting you to keep up, they might be disappointed, you know? And so for them to understand how you uniquely operate is so powerful. Yeah. That, that makes me want to actually have, after this, I'm going to have my husband put his, inf- or I'll put his information in and see what he is. Cause we're, we're business partners and then he's my husband and the oh. father of my child. So, and we work constantly side by side in our business yeah. and in life, we're just like, we do everything together. So, um, and we think a lot alike, but like, I'm someone who really, really pushes rest. And he is someone who doesn't, he's very opposite of that. And I give him shit about that all the time, but now I'm like, shit, maybe he's not supposed to have all the same rest I'm supposed to have. Maybe that's not the way he works. Um, so now I'm really curious to see what he is. I'll have to look him up. Oh my God. It's so powerful in partnership. It just, I can't, it it just really is so wonderful to kind of know how best to support and work with people, whether they're similar or different. Um, and I'm similar. My fiance is my business partner. So it's been so useful to understand how different we are. Um, so we can really lean into that. So the two other types that we haven't talked about, we've got manifestors. Manifestors are really here to be the innovators, the initiators, the ones that are so gifted at kind of getting things started, like bringing like a new idea to life, like just doing things differently. Um, they often really need a sense of freedom and autonomy and control. Like manifestors are really not here to be told what to do or manage or guided in any way. Like here to think on their own terms and in their own way. So really kind of crafting a way of working that supports you in doing that. Uh, manifestor energy will also operate in kind of creative bursts where they might make a lot happen very quickly, whether that's over a day, over a week, and then really need to kind of retreat and rest and be alone. And so really kind of releasing the pressure to do, to do all day long, but honoring those natural ebbs and flows and knowing those periods of rest where, where kind of like the new ideas and new inspirations come through. And I think my biggest reminder for manifestors is that like, you're kind of meant to be the first. And so if you like feel an urge to create something that like you haven't seen before, 
then do it. You know, like you're just like really here to do things in a very new way. So giving yourself that permission and not trying to kind of fit into an existing mold. Um, but also know that you're not meant to do it all alone. Like you might find that you have more energy at the beginning, getting something off the ground, but then it's good to have people that support you and you can kind of hand things off to so you can move on to the next thing. Um, and the strategy for manifestors is about initiating. They're really here to pay attention to the urges that arise within them and just really act on them. Um, and also keeping the people around them informed, you know, their, their energy is very impactful. So if they don't let people know what they're going to do before they do it, people can be a little bit resistant, whether it's their team or their partner. So I would just make it a practice to kind of let people know like, Hey, pivoting in the business or like, Hey, coming home late, like just letting people know creates so much more ease in your relationships and letting people know is not about explaining yourself or asking for permission. It's literally just giving people a heads up before you fly. That's interesting. That's a really interesting aspect of, of that type that I wouldn't think about. And is that, do you think that comes up more for that type because they, they don't like having to have any sort of like authority over them. And so it's sort of like this way of you can be autonomous while still staying connected or, you know, in communication with the people around you. I think that, you know, it's also like the least natural thing for them to do. So I just want to acknowledge that. I think it's, it's basically because their, their energy is really impactful. So whether or not they let people know, people will feel it. But if they just like, don't let people know and they feel it, then they can like, it can, people can start to try to control even more or like become really suspicious. But if they just like let people know, there's just like a lot more flow in the dynamic. Like a really simple example of this. I had a have a client whose husband is a manifesting generator and they have a two-year-old son and the husband will like leave the room and not inform the son and the son will freak out. But if the husband's just like, Hey, I'm going upstairs, you know, and just like, let the son know the son is so much more at ease, you know? And so it's just like, even in the simplest ways, just like making them feel like they're part of something because these are often such independent creatures create so much more kind of connection and also allows them like so much more ease and actually bringing their ideas to life. Interesting. I love that. And then the final type is a reflector. Reflectors are really here to be kind of our collective mirrors. These are people that are deeply sensitive to their physical space and always kind of taking in and magnifying the space that they're in. So you really get a good sense of how a team is doing or community just by how that reflector is showing up. Um, so I would say most importantly, as a business owner, it's so important for you to be in a space that feels good to you and really kind of be around people that feel really good because you're going to kind of magnify the energy that you're around. Um, the magic of reflectors is in their fluidity. They will have periods and weeks where they feel like a manifesting generator and periods and weeks where they feel like a projector, you know, or like a manifester. And so like their job is not to be consistent or show up in just one way, but honor exactly where it is that they are. I was doing a session for a team today and then there was one reflector on the team and they shared, they had always been like made so wrong for being inconsistent. You know, they thought it was like one of their biggest weaknesses, but like, it really is not meant to be. It's just meant to be a thing where it's like, they're very fluid beings. So their work is not to like figure out who they are. It's to like honor whatever feels like them that day. Um, and as important as it is for reflectors to be around people that really uplift them, it's equally important to kind of pull away and spend time alone. So making sure they find that balance. Um, and I think finally, I would just say like, if you're a reflector entrepreneur and you're getting something off the ground, I would just really spend time around people that are like not doing what you want to do, but really do feel so expansive for you. And so energizing, whether it's like another, an entrepreneurial community or whatever, because like, again, you magnify the energy that you're around. So I think kind of intentionally planting yourself around people that will really kind of like um, pull out kind of the parts of you that you're most excited to explore right now. And would you say that because of that sort of way of taking on and reflecting the energy of the people around them, 
Would you say that reflectors maybe need to think about boundaries maybe a bit more than some of the other types? Because I can, I wonder if that's like energetically draining, you know? Oh, it totally is. I think that we all need to, you know, we all have areas in which we're incredibly sensitive reflectors kind of, they, they are open and they have a lot of fluidity in all, all the parts of their design. Um, but yes, I think the boundary, I would say the biggest thing for them to be aware of is that while they might feel a lot and see a lot because they've got such a gifted or just like such a powerful perspective and way of seeing things, which I forgot to mention, like all the stuff they feel is not their own. So Mm -hmm. they just like start to personalize it all and take on all these feelings and fears and thoughts and opinions of their own. It's going to be so draining. But if they just like let those things pass through them as quickly as they come in, they really can just become wise about them, you know, and just be such powerful observers of their environment. But this is so much of why time alone is so essential because it really is the opportunity to kind of like disconnect from everyone else's energy and really reconnect to what's theirs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was awesome. And I hope listeners were able to pick up on which one they are, or if you don't know, go to the link in the bio Uh, or the link in the bio on Instagram too much, the link in the show notes to um, find what your type is. Um, I wonder if we could look through just like the basic chart properties now. And if you could tell us like how, not type by type, but just generally like how that might affect, like the information that we learned there might affect how we're running our business or being as entrepreneurs. Do you think that's helpful? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we will go through all the options, but maybe you just want me to kind of talk about what those specific categories explore. Yeah. Yeah. Like what it, what it might say about, and you could use like yes. one, you use a projector for an example, or one you use a minute and just like, tell us sort of yeah. like how that would lead us or what that would do for us in terms of our business. Yeah. So some other important pieces of your design to explore. And like, I'll just acknowledge that human design is endless. There's just a well of information Mm -hmm. that is never ending. So just no need to know it all. You know, just like I would take the pieces that feel the most resonant and supportive and you can always come back for more. Um, A piece that I would really recommend diving into is something called the inner authority, which is how you're designed to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And because every day we're making decisions, business and beyond. And so like, for example, you're what we call a splenic projector. So you're actually designed to make decisions very spontaneously and very quickly in the moment, Mm -hmm. you know, based on kind of this intuitive knowing, whereas I'm an emotional decision maker. So I'm actually meant to like sleep on things and feel into things and take my time. Like some people need to talk things out. Um, so definitely exploring the inner authority. Um, there is an aspect called definition, which explores how we best process things. So you might be, and this stuff is all very beyond type. Like you might be more independent or for you, you might be like like a little bit more collaborative. Like I would say you probably work best in partnership, like being around other people's energy can activate so much newness within you. Some people just need like a lot of freedom and flexibility. So kind of really exploring that. Um, there are certain areas in our design. These are called our open centers, which are basically the areas where we can get the most taken off track in our design. And mm-hmm. so these are really powerful to learn just to kind of make sure that you're really not letting them drive you. Like, for example, what I would say for you, and it sounds like you work through some of these, one is like being overzealous and doing too much, taking mm-hmm. responsibility for things you don't actually have the energy for. Another would be around trying to prove yourself and overachieving over promising. And so much of your work is taking rest, knowing there's nothing to prove. And you're also like quite an empath in your design. So you can easily, at least according to your design, kind of get just amplify other people's feelings and like probably get lost in them in some way. So, so much of your work is around those healthy boundaries around emotions and making sure you're not sidestepping things or avoiding confrontation that you're really speaking the truth. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and then finally, two other pieces I would mention. One is something called the profile, which also speaks to kind of how we're designed to best manifest our purpose, but also how we're designed to best market ourselves. Like, and again, I'll see you and as, as, as an example, like you're somebody that's very much here to be like an, you're one three is what we call it. You're really here to be like an expert in authority. Like you're really here to kind of go deep into things and build like a really strong foundation of knowledge. So I would say like in whatever work you're doing to kind of make sure that you really take the time to kind of investigate, dive deep and feel like you really know what you're talking about. Mm. And it's actually really healthy to like market your expertise and market your authority. Um, and then also, you know, the other part of your profile is that like you learn by doing, you learn by making mistakes, you learn by failing, like you're here to get everything wrong on the way to getting it all right. Mm. You know? And so I think when it comes to building your business, like I would just not try to do any of it perfectly the first time. Like I would just trust that there's so much wisdom that comes from like getting your hands dirty, doing it wrong, learning what didn't work doing it better next time. And then when it comes to marketing and sharing yourself with the world, I would share your journey. Like I've done, a, I've made a lot of mistakes. I failed in all these ways. These are all things I've learned and they can help you, you know? So the profile mm-hmm. can speak to that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's cool that you're saying how the profile can speak to the way we market ourselves, because I think as entrepreneurs, that type of thing doesn't come easily, right? Like it's yeah. hard to talk about yourself or to market your business. And I think this is a really cool entry into, you know, listeners, if you're struggling to market yourself or your business, or you're new at it, maybe taking the tact of like, well, what does my human design tell me I, I should bring to this and maybe use that as your foundation rather than like trying to find another course or some random expert to tell you how to do it. Totally. Like, and I think that it really, and there's so many pieces that speak to how we best market. Um, and it's so useful. Like even I, I wanted to like take this like marketing course. And my partner was like, I don't actually want you to know that stuff. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I just like, I think you should keep doing you because it's really unconventional, but it's working, you know? And so it's just so yeah. interesting where it's just like, how can we really like lean into what actually uniquely works for us? And then the final piece that I would really kind of recommend people diving into, and obviously this is a lot and you don't have to do it all is something called your channels. And those are basically just around your innate strengths that you carry. Um, and so it's really good to know like, okay, my gifts are really in, in marketing. It's really like, or it's around like being an amazing storytelling, storytelling, kind of inspiring people through what I see, or maybe it's being like such a great listener as being like a creative role model. So that kind of really just helps us know how to use our energy best and also kind of like lean into the things that really make us us. So that's a lot, but those are all really actual pieces and kind of knowing those things about ourselves is so powerful as a way to kind of just like disconnect from everything that's not us and really kind of lean into what is. Yeah, Absolutely. And would you say that getting uh, like a reading is the best way to dive into this? Like, what would you, for people who are super new to it, like, how would you recommend starting to step into and understanding their human design? Yeah. I mean, I do offer sessions, but also like, you know, those might not always be like totally accessible for people that are just getting started and then not everyone learns best by talking through things. So I would say one of the best places to get started is something that I offer called the blueprint. And the blueprint is a written guide to your unique design. Like think of it as just like a book about you. So like all those pieces I just covered, it explores all those things. And it really is just kind of meant to make the information so empowering and so practical. Um, And it kind of gives you suggestions and tools and examples to work with every piece. And so it's really meant to be a book to you that you keep returning to. And I've heard so many amazing anecdotes from clients who will like, in moments of resistance in their business or life, will like go back to their blueprint. They're like, oh, I see exactly what's going on. You know, so I think it like is so revealing. So that's where the discount code we, we created. I think it's mindset reset. Is that yes. so? That will be applicable for that. And that's, you know, and that's hefty. It's 55 plus pages, you know, and I make each wow. one and it really, um, but again, in a way that is really accessible and hopefully really fun. Um, so that's a really great place to get started and is definitely more accessible as well. 
how do you, how would you recommend not getting overwhelmed by the amount of information? Because I can see it being a lot and like wanting to understand it all and implement and change. And um, what's your advice for like tackling this basically? Yeah. I think that like human design is meant to be a system to be experimented with, like not a thing where you like memorize every single detail. And so like, I would start with the most basic pieces. I would learn your type, your strategy, your authority. Like, you know, we talked about the type and the strategy today. And then the authority is the added on piece of making decisions. So like for you, for example, it's like, you're not here to be a doer. You're much better suited to be a leader and a guide. You're here to kind of work with those who invite you in and recognize you. You're here to make yourself visible and you make decisions based on your intuition in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of beginning to play with an experiment. Those things can be so transformative. So I think my reminder is just like, there's no need to integrate it all at once. And I would start with the simplest pieces and just start to have experiment with those and then come back for more when you're ready and just remind yourself like, this is not a system to be memorized when that's here to kind of be experimented with. And that's what the blueprint is meant to is like a thing that you can kind of just keep going back for more when you're ready. Um, but I think that like the information at the surface, like the type, the strategy, the authority is the most impactful, you know? And so really giving yourself permission to kind of really start with and just play with that. And what's the, I'm just looking at the chart now and I don't think we talked about it. What's the not self theme. So the not self theme, that's another good, and the blueprint does go through this. And this is another good piece to be aware of is that basically there is, and this relates to type. So every type will have a signpost that reveals whether they're on track and a signpost that reveals whether they're off track. Hmm. And so it's really kind of keeping an eye on it just to kind of see what needs to maybe be shifted or transformed in your life. So if we're going to use you as an example, as a projector, a sense of being off track in your design would be a feeling of bitterness where it's like, I don't feel recognized. I don't feel appreciated. I don't feel invited in. Like I have so much to share. No one's asking. And a sense of being on track in your design is feeling successful. I feel appreciated. I feel recognized. I feel invited in. I feel like I'm really getting paid to like do what I do best, you know? And so like, I would say for you, if there's ever an area in your life where you feel overwhelmingly and consistently bitter, it's basically an invitation to step back and ask yourself, is this thing still the right use of my energy? Like either is it time to go or does it need to be transformed? Whereas for generators and manifesting generators, the spectrum is satisfaction to frustration for manifestors, peace to anger and for reflectors from surprise to disappointment. Hmm. That's fascinating. I absolutely, (laughs) I can see so many times in my life where I made a change because of that exact thing. Like the membership I was running last fall, I started to feel like some of the people in the membership were not respecting my time um, and and respecting what I was giving to them, which I was giving at a, a very low, low cost because I wanted it. My goal was to reach more people and make it not cost prohibitive. Um, but it got to the point where I was like, this is not fulfilling for like, I'm, I'm like resenting these people for the way that they're acting right now. Um, and so I stopped it and, uh, and now it's transformed into something else. But like I had six jobs in seven years, um, before I started running my own business. And each time I didn't like leave willy nilly In almost every case I left because of this exact thing that I was Mm -hmm. feeling that I wasn't respected or, um, wasn't being seen and valued. And so it was time for me to find a place where I would be. So that is exactly, exactly. (laughs) And like also invitations don't last forever. You know, like, I think that like, even in my previous job, it was so much like, I would just hit moments with the founder where it was like, I was like, I don't feel recognized anymore. And like, we would just have a conversation around how to kind of like reignite the connection. And like, Mm. you know, until it was at a point where I was like, I actually just, you know, this is not the best use of my energy anymore, but I think it really is like, an invitation or an opportunity to kind of step back and ask yourself, like, 
how can I engage with this in a way that feels better? You know, because like it's you feeling recognized and treasured by your like membership and your clients, like is going to fuel you with so much energy to give. But if you don't feel recognized and you feel resentful and bitter, like you're not going to show up in a really great way for them, you know? And so it really is just such a reminder to kind of step back and really readjust where it needs to, where readjustments need to happen. Yeah. I really like that piece in terms of what's provided here in the chart, because so much, I feel like so often we can distrust our emotions or those feelings. And, you know, there were times like the job that I left before I started my business, I was making six, it was the most money I'd made in my career. I was making six figures. I was being flown first class, you know, the whole story of like being a VP and like being the highest on, you know, on the ladder and still being wildly unhappy. And I remember asking myself, like, like, am I just being a brat? Am I being selfish for like, is this because this isn't enough for me? And Mm -hmm. so I think this is an interesting piece to look at to sort of check ourselves when we maybe shift into that critical space and say like, wait, no, like this is actually because of the way that I was designed. This is telling me that there's something I need to look at. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting this wrong or I don't need to criticize myself for this. In fact, this is a good thing. This is a sign um, or guide for me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And just like a real check in to be like, is this still the right place for me? Right. You know, because I think we all benefit obviously when we're in the spaces that are right. And like when we're with people that really like are in the right spaces as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, this has been so helpful for me personally. I'm (laughs) sure it's been very helpful for our listeners. Um, Before we shift gears, do you want to give us like If there's, you know, one thing that listeners don't leave this podcast without knowing, um, what what would that thing be? What would your last little gem be? I think it's just, you know, whether or not you choose to dig into human design, I think it's just like a reminder that we all do things differently Mm -hmm. when it comes to building our businesses and partnering and parenting and collaborating and working and all the things. And I just feel like so much challenge comes when we try to kind of mimic a path that isn't for us or when we expect others to be something other than what they are. And so I think just kind of the trying on this idea that we all do things differently, you know, and that's why human design is not only a useful tool in building teams, but in parenting, you know? And so I just think like remembering that and just having a little more empathy and compassion, both for yourself and for others around that. Beautiful. I love that reminder. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, as we shift gears here, tell us what are you getting intentional about right now? I think that, so I just moved to the woods recently from (laughs) New York city. Um, I think that I'm really just being intentional about like really creating a more spacious life. You know, I think that like, I'm a projector and like, I love New York city. And also like, I think that I'm like just transitioning out of like a very overstimulating like overachieving environment to just like creating more space in my life. So I think just like, and I have the space right now, but I'm still like, should I do more? Yeah. <laughs> what else should I launch? And so I just think that really giving myself space to just be in the space, you know? And so I think the intention is around just really kind of like creating more space in my life and really giving myself permission to kind of be in that space fully. I hear that. I hear that so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? I'm Erin Claire Jones everywhere. So I share a lot on Instagram at Erin Claire Jones. My website is erinclairejones.com. And so if you'd like to get the blueprint or book a session or any of that, that's on there. And the discount code is again, mindset reset. And that will be active both for the blueprint and also for something called flow, which is a kind of intimate group workshop exploring how to use human design to find more flow in your life. Awesome. And listeners, you'll get 10% off if you use that discount code. 
Um, well, thank you again so much for being here. This was really helpful and really interesting. And I so appreciate you taking the time. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.